What is up, everybody? My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rikers, and together we are the Institute Collective. And we are here to teach you the habits and strategies to put your health and fitness first. And help you to feel amazing, increase your energy, gain confidence, and ultimately have a bigger impact. Yes, welcome back everybody. In today's episode, we're talking all about health and fitness challenges. And the main takeaway we want you to get from this is to be able to tell the difference whether the person running the challenge is either trying to make money from you or actually get you results. This time of the year, everybody is running fitness challenges. I feel like every gym, personal trainer, everybody is doing them. So we just want you to have the tools and the knowledge to actually choose the right one and get results. As always, if you get something out of this episode, please share it on your social media, tag us. You'll find me at Jack in situ on Instagram. And I will be Mac in situ as well. Yeah. And share it with around. I feel like everybody you might know might be looking at a fitness challenge or something like that. So share this episode with them, help them out, help you out, and you can both get results together. All right, hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. So, fitness challenges. Have you ever done a fitness challenge? I don't think I have. I have, and I've also worked at a gym where all they did was fitness challenges. Oh, really? So, I can't remember if it was like six-week challenges or 12 weeks, but it was just like every six weeks. So, it would be challenge for six weeks, and then that would end, six weeks off, and then another challenge for six weeks. Oh, really? And it just keep repeating all through the year. It must have been 12 weeks because that's a quick that's turnaround. Quick, yeah. What did you do in between? Like, everyone still went to the gym and just didn't try as hard or...? Um, everybody just drops off, burns out because wow. it's a challenge, yeah. which we'll get into in a minute, but everybody just burns out and then all of a sudden another challenge is up, so everybody gets excited again or you get more people and it definitely wasn't an aim to get people results, it was just to get people in the door. Yeah, right. And I I only lasted oh, six to eight months at that gym because I burn out myself. Yeah. Like you, it's a high burnout rate for the clients plus the trainers. Yeah. Um, the gym owner is fine because generally they're not doing it as much. Yeah, they're just yelling at everybody. <laughs> but it's hard. Um, and again, in this episode, we just want everybody listening just to have the tools and the resources and the knowledge just to tell the difference between a gym doing that or actually somebody trying to get your results. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, I had a gym for three or so years myself and I never ran a challenge in that gym. And the reason is because the main thing I don't like about challenges is it puts a time frame on your health and fitness. Mm. It's like, let's focus on your health and fitness for six weeks. And then after that, you're we're done. done. You're good for life. <laughs> Where as if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that it is a lifelong journey. Yeah. You never sh it's a journey that never stops. You just keep improving. You keep working on things and you just try, keep, try to be the best person you can. And you can't do that in six weeks no, or 12 weeks. Not. Um, so that, that's my main like thing for not running fitness challenges, like even with our business now, yeah. we've done one, but it's more to do with whoop and just to stay active and more of a 
positive habit challenge rather than changing your whole life in six weeks, yeah, I guess. Yeah, just building one habit for six months. Uh, six, 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 six weeks? No, a month. one month. Yeah. One month, yeah. So just working on one habit every single day for a month, and that's pretty much the only challenges we run. Um, so I guess, like, the biggest thing people want to sort of take and, you know, think about when looking at challenges is how long does it actually go for? Yeah. Because... Like we've said, you can't get results in six weeks. Well, you can, but are they going to last after that? And what do you have to do in that six-week period to get the results? Like, do you have to eat 1,200 calories? Like, exercise seven days a week, you know, do all this extracurricular running, walking, cardio? Like, what do you actually have to do for that six weeks? And then what happens once you stop doing all of that? Like, obviously, you can't continue to... The idea of the six-week challenge is that there's an end date, so you can't sustain what you've been doing for the past six weeks. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's like a graph. So the shorter the challenge is, the, the more high risk of injuries, burnouts, you know, serious health complications, where the longer it is, the, you know, the less risk of injuries, health complications, and probably the more, like the longer it is, the more chance you've got of actually keeping those results. Yeah. I guess you always bring up that, the concept that how long did it take you to get into the unhealthy shape that you are now? Mm. And then it's going to take you double the amount of time, right? To yeah. get close to where you ideally want to be. Yeah. And you didn't get to where you are now in six weeks, I can guarantee it. Yeah. So... If you've been, you know, unhealthy, sitting, you know, forgot about your health and wellness for the last 10 years, it's not going to take you six weeks to undo that. Yeah. And you probably can do it, but again, it's probably going to affect your health in a negative way. You'll probably get some results, like fat loss, weight loss, all that sort of stuff, but the negative results sort of don't sort of pay off in the long run because as soon as you stop, you're just going to go back to your old habits. Yeah. So again, longer is probably better. I guess... Just going off you saying you're probably going to get some results, that is right. It's not like we're saying that never, ever do a challenge. I guess if you need that sort of structure of we have six weeks to do it to get you started, then it's mm. better than not starting at all yeah. as well, I suppose. Yeah, and that's sort of that's a good point to bring up. So, like, what happens after? Yeah. So, again, like I was, I was talking about the gym I worked at, it was just six-week challenge, that's it. See you later. Like, it, it just ends. You get your scan and that's it. And then nothing happens for another six weeks because another one. So the good question is uh, to ask the person that is actually running the challenge or whatever it is, is to say what happens afterwards. Like, do yeah. I get continually coached? Do you have something that, you know, continues on after that? The next step, kind of. Um, generally, most will. And it's sort of a good... Um, indication on how you know good the uh, challenge is going to be to see what actually you get offered after it. Yeah. So if the after offer is quite good, then obviously the challenge is going to be good because it's a good leading into what is coming up. So always sort of look at the bigger picture, not just the six-week challenge. Six yeah. Um, and again, I just I, I just want to bring it back to sort of injuries as well. So. I don't know, like, there's plenty of studies to show this just on human behaviour. As soon as you get injured and you stop, it's very unlikely you're going to start back again. So that's why injury and, you know, doing all these 
challenges in such a short time is so risky because of the injuries. If you injure your foot or your arm or, you know, anything like that, and you can't really move as well as you could, your motivation's gonna drop, you're gonna drop out of the challenge and that's it, you're done until the next challenge pops up and then you might injure yourself again because you haven't actually recovered from the first injury. Yeah. So again, injury, especially for newbies, I feel like this is, if you're coming off, you know, a long time out of health and fitness and you're jumping straight into a challenge, it's good to just ask a question or talk to the trainer, coach, whoever's running it, just about injury prevention. And, you know, you're, you're gonna find out if it's a good coach or not straight away with their response. Yeah. If they're like, oh, no, don't worry, we just modify everything, just join in and just where you should just, you should get a result that, you know, an answer that you're happy with and confident to do the challenge with in, in injury, with injury prevention. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I feel like that sort of also highlights how you should question how individual the challenge is. Mm. So are you just going to be given, or you just going to like just, everyone's going to do these exercises and eat this meal plan for six weeks? Yeah. Or is it like a six-week challenge that's more personalised and everyone gets a semi-personalised coaching experience over six weeks? Yeah. Because I feel like that makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how many people just get lumped into the same category. You know, and this is the thing, again, with challenges. You get 100 people do a challenge and they all get given the same program, same meal plans. You might have 10 people to do it, that's only 10% success rate, but then you can use those photos, yeah. their results, all that sort of stuff for the next challenge, then 200 people do it, and then you get 20 people get good results. So it is good to sort of try and do one that is semi-personalized towards you. Yeah. Like group challenges are never gonna be very personalized just because that's how it is. But then, like I said, you should be looking at what comes after and after should be more personalised to what you're getting. Yeah. So if you're just getting lumped, you know, into a group challenge and then you go from a group challenge into more group stuff and you're not getting a personalised experience, you might not get the results you want. Which, yeah, which I feel also brings up another problem around the food when it is just like a lump group challenge. Everyone has different nutrition requirements calorie requirements like mm. the person that's just giving out the meal plan or the calories for the challenge they don't know what you do outside of the gym mm. either like do you have a physical job do you sit at a desk all day like say everyone's being told to eat 1600 calories for the six weeks if they want to lose weight if that's the aim of the challenge um that's going to be like massively under eating for a lot of people and then they'll burn out even faster and probably end up with a really shit relationship with food. Mm. And then after that, they won't want to diet or try and improve their health because they think that improving your health involves starving yourself. Yep. And then it just creates such like a bad relationship with the whole um, dieting, fitness I don't know what the word I'm trying, culture, not yeah. the culture yeah. around it. And then people just quit and they'll never try to be healthy. Yeah. Because one meal plan or one set of calories definitely doesn't suit everyone. Mm. And even one set of calories doesn't suit someone every day of the week sometimes, like depending on what their requirements are yeah. and what they're doing. Um, I don't know how many people I've, you speak to and they feel like they have to starve themselves to get any kind of results. Yeah. Because they've done a fitness challenge. Yeah. 
and that's just their association with health and fitness is just overtrain, under eat, and that's how you need what you need to do to get results. Yeah. Where you can actually do the opposite, eat the right amount, exercise the right amount, which isn't that much, and get results. Yeah. It's just again that you know what what you're trying to achieve in how long. Um, what was there's one more thing I was going to say on that. Oh. Yeah, and you said that with, like, you don't know how many calories somebody should be eating. Yeah. So everybody gets lumped into the same one. And this is especially dangerous for tradies and people that are, have manual jobs that are moving all day. Yeah. So um, already you're moving all day, you're burning twice as many calories as somebody just sitting at a, at a desk. And then you throw, throw in exercise and then you're not replacing that those calories you're not eating enough to fuel yourself just to operate during the day and you do that for several weeks you're going to give yourself very severe health issues yeah it'll mess up your hormones your metabolism your ability to function your ability to sleep properly your ability to work yeah. exercise yeah everything um and again the the injury the risk injury goes up even more for those people um and then, like, if you haven't got a manual job and you hurt your ankle and you can't work anymore, then, you know, you run into even more issues. Yeah. Um, Should we cover the positive side? Do you think we feel like we've been very negative about it? Yeah. Like, what to look for? If you do want to do a challenge, yeah. what should people look for? I guess other than something that follows on after the challenge? I think from a nutrition perspective, the things that you should look for, like, is it calorie-based? Is it individual calorie-based or just a number given to you? Is it a meal plan-based? Does the person giving it to you have, like, the authority to have made a meal plan? Because mm. not everybody can make meal plans, and I feel like a lot of gyms and influencers just make a meal plan of what they eat in the week and give it out. So you also want to look at that. And I guess does it focus on behaviour or does it just focus on a number mm. that's the biggest thing because i did run a four week i wouldn't call it a challenge what did we end up calling it fundamentals mm. at a local gym um but it definitely wasn't meal plan or calorie based it was all building habits like an education an education yeah so like we said with our in situ team we do a habit challenge for four weeks um which is definitely what we did and that just allows it to be more individual you can still have like the umbrella of it being a challenge but everyone can pick their own habits their own goal how much food they want to eat but they you can come together i guess in the sense that everyone's trying to work towards something it doesn't mm. have to be the same thing yeah which is super important and i feel like education sometimes is the best type of challenge because how often do you actually discipline yourself to learn something yeah every day or every week you know mm. Um, and then on the fitness side of things, I guess. I feel like the biggest positive to come from a fitness challenge is getting you moving. Yeah. Like It's better than nothing. It, and it is very motivating to have a whole, you know, a group of people try, like doing exactly the same as what you're doing and you're all working towards the same goal. Um, that is a, very, a big plus and it does get a lot of people moving. And it does, you know, like I said, there's a few people that will continue on after and keep educating themselves and go down a very, you know, educational, well-established, positive road, but most don't. Yeah. Um, but 
again, if you are that person that is looking around for a fitness challenge, obviously you listen to this podcast and you want more, just choose the one that appeals to you the most, ask all these questions, and it is a look, go into it with a positive mindset. Like yeah. we, we have talked a bit like negative about it because there is a lot of like as coaches we see the the bad side the of bad it. side of it and all the bad things that it does to people because we're trying to fix it yeah but go into it with a good mindset in the in like uh, like even just ask yourself the right questions am I going to get injured you know is this going to be good for me during this challenge and is it going to be good for me after the challenge and go into it with a positive mindset of yes this is going to help me change my life change my habits and you know, smash my goals. Yeah. So go into it with that mindset and it is going to be a positive no matter what. Um, sometimes there can be negative people within the challenge. But yeah, it can bring it down a little bit. And there's always going to be those people, but you just need to separate yourself from those people and just stay in the positive group and keep working through it and, you know, make it to the end. But then don't stop yeah. and keep going. I feel like it's also very important to ask yourself what you want. Yep. out of it so why are you doing a challenge do you want to just start moving do you want to learn how to move do you want to learn how to eat do you want to lose weight build muscle like mm. because not all challenges are probably going to be specifically for what you want out of it and you're probably wasting your time doing a challenge that is for fat loss if you want to get stronger in the gym yeah so don't just join a challenge for the sake of a challenge you yeah. know like there should be some sort of end goal that you want, can get out of it yeah, and that's sort of one thing I sort of want to wrap up the podcast with is goals, like actually setting goals. Yeah. I feel like you you might see an ad on Instagram or an ad at the gym or ad at another gym and it's just a very attractive ad and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. But you have, haven't actually taken the time to sit down, think about the goals you want and what you actually want to achieve because it's sort of pointless, you know, sign up for a challenge for 12 weeks and then you're you realizing that this challenge isn't going in the direction of what your goals are yeah and you you've either got to stick it out and not enjoy it or you know stop halfway through lose motivation and then try and find another, another challenge so just sitting down and having a good think about what your goals are and again we've spoken about this in many podcasts and they will come up again in more podcasts to come but just the biggest thing is the difference between fat loss and weight loss they are they are two different things and generally gyms and trainers who are running weight loss challenges don't know the difference yeah and you might be trying to you know change your body composition look better as in fat loss but you're doing a weight loss challenge and yeah you'll lose weight but you won't look any better at the end so understanding you know the difference between the two between the two and this and again this comes down to okay this is my goal this this challenge looks like it suits my goal but actually ask the trainer or the gym or whoever will this achieve my goal and again depending on the answer you get is whether you're going to go for it if it's just like yeah yeah that's that that'll you know our challenge suits your goals no matter what yeah suits everybody we we, we can service everybody yeah when again that that should sort of send some red, red flags up and you go, well, okay, I don't think that's right. But if the coach, Jim, comes back and says, well, look, this is our goal. In this week, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then the next week, we do this. Then you know that it's a little bit more in-depth than just let's exercise and eat minimal. Yeah, definitely. I was trying to find um, the email that I sent out last Friday. 
Mm. because it was a really good one just defining the difference between having a resolution a goal and wanting to create a habit yeah um because resolutions are just i guess they're set in stone like i'm going to stop doing something so like the six week challenge sort of has the same mentality as a resolution like you're going to be healthy for six weeks Mm. like a resolution's like i'm going to be healthy for the next 12 months whereas a goal is like it's more flexible and you can change it and you have little steps towards the goal rather than just flicking a switch and being like i'm this person now yeah which is pretty much what a six-week challenge is it's just like oh you no longer do that this is what you do now yeah and i guess that is a good point to sort of finish off on is the challenge flexible yeah like is it this and only this and if you stray from that then you're not really doing the challenge or you know do you have options within the challenge yeah um that's a good question to ask as well yeah awesome cool good luck everybody (laughs) yeah if you have any more questions or you want us to dive in a little bit more obviously just reach out we gave um reach out on social media again that is at jack in situ and mac in situ and you can reach us there ask questions there but if you like our content and you feel like you got something out of this head over to our website uh in situ collective.com slash free and there's a lot of free guides nutrition guides exercise programs all that sort of stuff for free download that and you automatically end up on our mailing list and that's where mac was just talking about you get awesome content every single week for free Okay, and that is fresh content coming out about all sorts of stuff. Not just sales. It's just juicy chicken nuggets for all of you. Yeah, so actual information that you can implement into your life. And if you do a challenge, you can still use this information and get even better results. Yeah. Awesome. Again, thank you all for tuning in and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.